Welcome to Conversations on Life, Work, and Love, hosted by coaches Bonnie Blackstone and Ramey Gibbs. Our focus is to give voices to Gen X women and help them achieve a well-lived life. Good afternoon, Ramey. Here we are again. We are here. And how are you? Still got this cough going on a little bit, so we'll play it by ear and have the water handy just in case. Very good. Well, it's Monday. We're recording this on a Monday. Um, What is the best thing that happened to you this weekend? So we had the opportunity, my husband and I, to go see It's a Wonderful Life on the big screen. Um, And obviously, you're hearing us a little bit, so we record early to Mm -hmm. get these aired. So it's still it's around the holiday times when you're when we're recording this. But um, so, yeah, we actually got to see that on the big screen for the first time ever. Um, We have we have I mean, we've seen the movie before, but that's the first time ever on a big screen. And Mm -hmm. what an amazing experience. And you come away heartwarmed. I don't know how else to say it, but it just, you know, it really kind of goes to the idea. um, We all go through hard times and sometimes suicide may seem like the only answer but when you can take a moment to really look at the people that you have potentially affected in your life and if you never existed what that would look like in reality Mm. I mean it's just very impactful I think and I I would hope anyone who finds himself in in a dark time that they might be able to to do that and just take a moment if you never existed what really would that impact have on all of the people that you've touched in your life? Yeah, it's really interesting that um, you bring that up. And I never really, maybe because I didn't see it on the big, big screen. I was a child. It was just another Christmas movie my parents turned on. It was in black and white. But particularly this time of year, there are a lot of suicidal tendencies, a lot of depression, a lot of sadness. Um, So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a deep, deep subject, but it is a deep yeah. subject. But you know, what if you it, didn't exist? What, what a if question. you never existed? And that's yeah. kind of what the movie really drives home is what mm-hmm. an impact every person that you touch, you impact. Yeah. And what if you never existed? Yeah. Well, it's so existential. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. So good. Yeah. And if, you know, I recommend it. if you've never seen the movie, go see mm-hmm. it. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah. or rent it or download it or whatever, stream it, whatever they do these days, right? <laughs> whatever the kids are doing these days. Right, you know? <laughs> right. So, Bonnie, tell us about uh, your weekend a little bit. Anything to share? You know, nothing is super eventful, just a peaceful time at home, just enjoying our holiday decorations. And, oh my gosh, I was going to tell you a funny story, something Easton said, but I can't, of course I can't remember it now. Um, bottom line is that kid is just so freaking hilarious. Like yeah. there's just this little wise guy in this tiny little body. I don't know what he was incarnated from, but <laughs> that that would just be the highlight of my weekend, just spending time with him and um listening to his silliness and his interpretation of what the holidays are and the, the lyrics he comes up with for the songs. It's just like, oh my god, I was just laughing all weekend. Stuff that he, do you think he not didn't understand the songs, or he just changed the words because he wanted to? It's it's how he interpreted the the lyrics. Okay, um, he's he's close, but his were much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So that, yeah, that was my weekend. Just, just a nice chill weekend at home. All the shopping's done. Um, it snowed this morning, which rarely, oh, that's awesome. rarely snows in Seattle. So another funny thing he did was, um, he hooked a flashlight to his scooter because he, you know, we live in an apartment. So we are, you know, our commute to our car is down an elevator and out a door, but he has to ride his scooter back and forth. So. Okay. He attached the flashlight to it because it's snowing and he needed to make sure we got to the car safely. So. <laughs> Goofball. Yeah. So I'm thinking about um, the movie you watched. Um, it's a Wonderful Life, which has the the element of, you know, if you didn't exist and the um, element of suicidal tendencies. And that reminded me just now of the other Christmas classic, uh, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. of yeah. um, your past and reconciling. Yeah. And that past. one's been made, remade so many times. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. There's a great cartoon on um, Netflix, I think. Anyway, I, I digress. But it kind of ties into what we want to talk about today. It does, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is radical acceptance. Radical yeah. acceptance and the radical ability acceptance. to... Accept who you are and and make changes from there. Reconcile your past so that you can have a wonderful life. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, look at us <laughs> segueing and stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit. And I'm going to just kind of open it up with some questions for you, Bonnie, because this <laughs> is definitely a term that you use with your business. Um, and it's a way that you describe how you work with your clients or what the goal is potentially. With right. Right. From your perspective, what does radical acceptance mean to you? And then we can kind of go into what it might mean to the, uh, in a Buddhist mindset or to a therapy mindset, but what does it mean to you? Right. Right. Well, the term radical acceptance is like a lot of other coaching and psychological jargon. We in the industry know what it means, but to throw that out there can be a bit confusing for people. You know, what the, what the heck does this term even mean? To me, in a nutshell, it means, you know, looking at where I've, what I've been through, where I've been in my life and accepting it unconditionally, no matter how bleak or dark or good or bad, Everything seemed to serve a purpose. It served a purpose in my life. Um, even those darkest moments have taught me something. Even the darkest moments were instrumental in creating who I am today. So that is me personally and the philosophy of how and who I coach. Everyone has a story. You have a plot. You have a backstory. Many, many of us, as we've talked in previous episodes, have come from, you know, something dark and disturbing. And believe it or not, in accepting that, you can go on to have this wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can. And I I think, you know, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more as we we keep going. It's absolutely true. You have to... First, accept. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's even another step to this potentially, and that's you accept and then you forgive. Exactly. And that moves into a whole other conversation. Right. But if you have to accept first before you can really move forward. Yeah. So to give you a little history on what radical acceptance 
is, and it is actually a um, psychotherapy term. It was created many years ago um, by a psychologist named uh, Marsha Linehan. Um, she's also the one who developed dialectical behavioral therapy, which combines behavioral science and mindfulness. And with that mindfulness, she created radical acceptance. And it's based on the notion that your reality must be accepted rather than fought against. Because when you fight against that, you're just creating greater suffering than the the actual situation itself. As I said, whether you were a victim of something or this was a situation you created, you know, so now you're living with guilt, you're living with shame. To rail against that or fight against it is simply causing more suffering in your own life. So as hard as it is to sit without and accept that, these are the pieces, the parts of who you are. And the sooner you can reconcile with that, the sooner you can make peace and move forward with those lessons you've learned. Yeah. And and everything that has happened to us, as you kind of mentioned before, is part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, these things don't make us, they don't break us, but they are parts of us. Yes. And they live within us and we have to be able to make peace with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what radical acceptance becomes. Absolutely. You know, there's the old saying, um, everything happens for a reason, which is really hard to swallow. Um, So let's reframe that to everything happens. Everything just happens. And what happens can teach you. They're all lessons. Teach you that lesson. So was there a reason? I don't know. Maybe it's just because you needed to learn a lesson, whatever Whatever that lesson was. Whatever that lesson is. But the bottom line is it happened. Now what? Yeah. Now yeah. what? Because when you go through life with a plate full of guilt or shame or pain or victimization, you don't get to embrace life in its fullest nature. And, you know, what a shame. What a shame that is. Yeah. You're definitely not living life to the fullest. Right, right. So I was first introduced to the concept of radical acceptance through Tara Brock, who is an author and a PhD. She's also a meditation teacher and a a Buddhist. And um, through her own struggles, she learned to accept radical acceptance or follow radical acceptance through the Buddhist way, as she calls it, mm-hmm. which really just means... In a, in a very tiny nutshell, the theory of Buddhism is that suffering occurs. The world is full of suffering. How do you sit with suffering and not contribute to it? How do you make peace with your surroundings? How do you accept arrows coming at you? There's, you know, there's this legend of a Buddhist monk sitting under the, the Bodhi tree and envisioning Mara who is another god, flinging arrows at him, and he was just missing them left and right with a slight smile on his face. Those arrows were coming at him, and he could suffer or he could accept. 
And so that's where I, I first got a taste for the radical acceptance, um, was just following Tara Brock. Um, and she says, believing something is wrong with us is a deep and tenacious suffering. So, you know, our habitual thoughts of feeling defined by the core of who we think we are based on our history or past, when we take life personally by this happened to me, I am this, me, my, I, that's a universal sense that something is wrong with us and um, it becomes something is wrong with me. It kind of goes back to the idea of being broken. Yeah. And truly, no one is broken. Parts of us are in conflict. We've been through something. We're not running on all eight cylinders. We're not, you know, there, there are issues, but that doesn't mean we're broken. Right, right. You know, and we all have something. But the inability to forgive yourself or to forgive others, we, we talked about forgiveness um, mm-hmm. at the very beginning. This blocks your healing. And when you block your healing, it blocks your freedom. Um, so you're just trapping yourself in fear and you know, and, and being in a in a state of constant fear, your it prevents you from intimacy. You know, intimacy with your friends and family, your your world in general, and it just veils the the goodness that's out there. Yeah, it makes it very difficult to connect. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, the the Buddhists knew that knew no. I'm within suffering. I would say. Um, Despite the suffering, there is goodness. There is goodness. Yes. There's goodness in everyone. Goodness and you know, Buddhism is, the, I think, the primary premise. There's two. There's one is that, yes, there is suffering. And we've kind of mentioned that. There's suffering out there. And the goal is to reduce it to the smallest amount possible. But, yes, there is suffering, right? Right, so right. We, if we find we live our lives in ways to reduce suffering, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else, that's mm-hmm. kind of the goal of Buddhism. And then the second part of Buddhism that ties to this is to live in kindness to yourself and to others. And so right. that ties together. Mm-hmm. Right. And until you can live in kindness and forgiveness and peace within yourself, it's a it's a very hard it's very hard to reach out to others and to your your universe um, because there's well, it's hard to, to get past yourself. It's right? hard to get past yourself. yourself. Right, right. Um, so there's an, an excerpt from the book I want to read because it it kind of um, really sums up what she's saying. Um, Wanting and fearing are natural energies part of evolution's design to protect us and help us to thrive. But when they become the core of our identity, we lose sight of the fullness of our being. We become at best a sliver of our natural being, a sliver of that perceives itself as incomplete, at risk and separate from the rest of the world. If our sense of who we are is defined by feelings of neediness and insecurity, We forget that we are also curious, humorous, and caring. We forget about the breath that is nourishing us, the love that unites us, the enormous beauty and fragility that is our shared experience in being alive. Most basically, we forget the pure awareness, the radiant wakefulness that is our Buddha nature. So 
what she's saying is when you live in a constant state of fearing, wanting, anxiety, that's not your natural energy. And this is what's blocking you from being curious, having a sense of humor, enjoying life. You go through a state of, uh, Tara Brock calls it a trance. You just, and, I've, and I've been there. I don't know how you've, if you've been, probably. You just go, sure. yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just existing. You go through yeah. a trance. Um, but to just stop and suddenly feel how, how amazing the air feels. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think we all get stuck in those moments for sure, but oh, you for see sure. our way through. For sure. And from a uh, more physical standpoint, we also know that um, part of our human nature is to hold that physically within us. So your body, until you've found a way to release all of this, is holding on in that same sense that we, we've talked about before, the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can literally kill you. You're, it's holding on to that constant cortisol state of stress. Yeah. Um, as they say, let that shit go. Yes. That is, I have a t-shirt that says that actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just the, oh, let that shit go. It's just the best thing ever. Right. Um, but I mean, and to me, that's what radical acceptance is. Where are you going to go with that? You know, so you talking, had, yeah. talking about that a little bit more um, and, and relating back to your, to your clients, I know you have some examples where that you could share of, achieving that radical acceptance with the client. So what would something like that look like with working with you? Yeah, I had one client who came to me with just, um, she was trying to orchestrate her life around her children's out of a sense of guilt. Um, I'm not going to get into her story much, but um, something happened in the past that she felt tremendously guilty for. Her children um, didn't forgive her, and there was always that sense of guilt and loss that was so bad that she felt she had to um, um, live in a state of reconciling or um, making up for it for the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. She had this atonement. And through the work of radically accepting what happened, naming her part in it, what was happening at the time that was out of her control, who is she now, what has she done for her children, what does she truly want as a woman in in the next half of her life, we really started at the core what went down? What started this? And even beyond that, what happened to her in her childhood that perhaps set her up to this event happening, if that makes any sense? Sure. It's, you know, it goes super deep. Things don't usually happen at square one. There's always an element back there. So, you, And she'd already, you know, she'd been through therapy. She felt 
really, you know, safe and talking about everything. She'd already blah, 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 had all the mm-hmm. tools. And she came to me because I'm tired of dealing with this. I want to move forward, but I don't know how because I'm still stuck in that uh, mindset of, of guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. So we worked with... um what does she want her life to look at? Forget, forget the child, the children. They were, they are adults. They have their own lives to orchestrate. What do you want client? What do you want? And we went from there. And I recently, okay, well back up a little. By the end of our time together, she was able to make peace with it, not take everything her children said to her personally, um, know in her heart that she did everything she could to reconcile her part in what happened, um, and truly believe that she deserved to be happy. Okay. And that's what, when she first came in, she did not believe she needed to be, she deserved to be happy. How can I possibly, if my kids aren't happy, how am I supposed to be happy? Mm. You know? And by the end of our time together, and she realized she still had work to do. It's a process. She was able to start making plans for herself and not take things personally. Um, feel, Feel those arrows coming at her in the form of, snide remarks from kids um, mm-hmm. and smile knowing she was doing the best she could. Yeah. And she, and I, I recently got an update from her. Um, she's, life is good. She's planning a move. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's, you know, uh, made peace with her children. She has a better relationship with them. It's not perfect, but she herself is is able now to move forward without that she guilt and shame. Yeah. yeah, she's not frozen and stuck in the cycle anymore. That's awesome. Right, right. And now it's up to her her children if they want to partake in that same journey eventually sure. on their own. You know, it's it goes back to control. You are the only person you have any control over. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep. And, you know, that's such a hard lesson to learn. I think for all of us, we really can't control anybody else but ourselves. Oh, we try and we fail. <laughs> we try. Do we fail. Oh, my God. Yeah. Especially when it comes to to family members. Yeah. yeah. You know, but bottom line is you, you can barely control yourself some days. That's all you got. It's true. <laughs> that's, yeah. And so that's where the concept of radical acceptance plays in. And it's not only reconciling with the past, but it's, um, Tara goes on to talk a lot about in her book, um, present moment. Where are you right now in this present moment? And taking that pause, whether you're faced with conflict or pain or, you know, whatever it is, that pause in that moment, you and I have said this to each yes. other a um, hundred times. I am safe in this moment right now. Yeah. Um, in this moment, right now, yeah. you look at this exact moment. Don't look uh, about tomorrow. Don't look about no. two hours from now. Or even right two, now. two minutes from now. Right now, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. So she's she talks a lot about stop. Stop. 
feel what's going on in your body. Um, you know, what emotions are coming up, where in your body. And to read her description of this, you'd think, good Lord, I'm standing outside my child's bedroom door and I want to go in and wring his neck. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have all day to, you know, think, process this, but it's, it's, it's seconds. It really is. When you drop into your body, where is this really coming from? Where is this really coming from? And just that, you know, whether it solves that problem in the moment or not, you have that moment of peace and awareness within your body. She talks about that a lot. So, Right. And I think that's kind of a, a big thing, too. Where is this coming from when you say that? Is it coming from internally? Is it coming from a social expectation? Mm-hmm. Is it coming from something you think your mother would say to you? I mean, yeah. where is it coming from? Is it reality? And that's right. the other big piece of this. Is this reality? Is this reality? Is this yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, or is it just my need to be right? You know? And where right. does that come from? That sense of fear. Yeah. Um, at one point in your life, feeling small of not being heard. So damn it, I'm going to stand outside my kid's door and I'm going to be right. Um, at what cost? Right. What damage are we doing to your child at this point? Right, right. So that is what radical acceptance in my mind is. Um, It's just, it's an inner process. Um, It's present moment, 100%. You know, it's feeling pain without resisting it. Um, you know, whether it's the desire or the dislike for someone or something or a memory, just feel it. Don't judge it. It's it's like the state of meditation. What are those thoughts coming in? Don't judge them. Let them come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you're only harming yourself if you're um, not regarding what's happening in that moment with an open, curious, loving heart. Yeah. Yeah, and tying that to forgiveness, which again, as we kind of said, would be the next step Mm -hmm. after accepting, just something you said made me think of that, is that you're not harming anyone but yourself. When you're holding on to all the nasty stuff, Mm -hmm. the only person that's hurting is you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that brings about, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get this question once in a while it's like how am I supposed to possibly reconcile or accept that heinous act that happened to me um and I've been there myself you've been there yourself yeah sure again it's the old adage forgiveness is not about forgiving that person it's about giving yourself the peace of mind to move on um it's you know it's accepting that everything about you your current situation um your body your life um without question blame or pushback yeah your, things are what your, they are yeah it's reality let's, um this is look in the mirror let's yeah. do a review yeah exactly it's not condoning or embracing no what happened or what's currently happening it's um accepting yourself and your circumstances in order for you to move through it and um move past it right so it's a tool for you on your own her- 
healing journey. Um, and you know what? Don't use the word forgive if that's triggering for you. Um, there's other words. Let go, cut loose, release. Forgive can be triggering because of the, I don't know what the definition, you know, according to the dictionary is of forgive. I'd have to Google it. But it does bring about um, a vision of, you know, come here, let's hug it out. Yeah. Everything's good now. Well, no, no. It's usually that, not true. <laughs> it's, it's not really releasing someone from their, their crime. Yeah. It's releasing yourself yeah. from the crime. Yeah. There was a, um, I listened to this podcast, Danielle Laporte. She's just this amazing woman. Uh, and she had a segment one time that talked about um, forgiveness and letting go. And there's actually a, a ceremony where you envision cutting a cord with somebody. Mm -hmm. She didn't like that, doesn't like that, because to cut is harsh. I, I cut you loose. Get the F out of here. Go away. Um, it brings about more of a... Um, a, a vision of of harshness or harm, mm -hmm. and um, from a a Buddhist perspective, that's not where you want to be. You want to be in that state of of love, yeah. peace. Yeah. So she called it um, letting go with light and love, and saying, um, "I release you. I'll let you go." From the harm you caused me, and then she she weirdly she throws in some gratitude. Thank you for the lesson it taught me. Yeah, I mean it's hard to think of it that way, but if you can get to that point. Mm -hmm. you're like, sh okay, shut that door, shut it, yeah. shut it fast. But yeah. yeah, I let you go. I release you with light and love. Go do your thing. Thank yeah. you for the it lesson it taught me. It doesn't do you any good to wish harm upon someone who's harmed you. Yeah. So again, that's fighting negative with negative. So you have to pull the light from yourself to be able yeah. to say, yeah, I, I wish you, like she says, I wish you light and peace and go just, you're not, yeah, you're not my captor anymore. Exactly. And that, and that's so hot. So often is what happens. We hold ourselves captive in by what someone did to us or whatever circumstances we grew up in or whatever mm -hmm. the situation may be. We hold ourselves prisoners in this yeah. action. Yeah. And then, and yeah, yeah, the way we live and think and do is based on being a prisoner. And right. We're not, we're not, we're not prisoners. We don't have to be that. <laughs> and whatever that person or circumstance was that put you in that prison yeah. is holding the keys. And we have to take the power away. Mm -hmm. We the hold power. the power. They don't take yeah. it away. Yeah. So it's not about, Forgive and forget. No, I would never advocate that to anyone who's been uh -uh. victimized. No, 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 it doesn't serve you. It happened. It needs to be validated. It's real. Um, but yeah, you can't change the past. I wish, yeah. I wish I had a magic button or a magic potion. Sure. I'd be so rich, but <laughs> I, you know, you can't. So what are you going to do? What are you going to yeah. do? You're going to suffer your whole life. Or are you going to find peace? And that's what radical acceptance is. Um, yeah. 
So if I understand the um, behavioral therapy that maybe um, Marsha Linehan is referring to, um, I don't know a lot about, it's called um, dialectical behavioral therapy. And um, it's working with, I know what um, CBT, what is that? stand for anyway changing your behavior cognitive, cognitive behavior, behavioral yeah. therapy yeah um, so it's like snapping a rubber band on your wrist to get your mind to refocus do something else, yeah. do something mm-hmm. else. and so to combine it with the um mindfulness and the acceptance um it's just it's retraining your brain you know they say trauma can change your brain chemistry. Trauma can change your, your, the genes within your body. Um, But so can healing. You can retrain your brain. Yeah. 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 So much of it is commitment oriented. Oh, for sure. Change in general is, is commitment, right? Mm -hmm. When you say, okay, I want to make a change, but until you truly commit to doing it, you're going to keep, repeating the same patterns and you're going to yeah, not yeah. get to where you want to go. Right. And so that commitment is everything. Commit, commitment and worthiness. Before you can commit, you have to believe 100% you are worth this change, whether that's weight loss or um, behavioral or relational. Sure. You have to know you are worthy of this change. Yep. And yep. then structure the behavior around someone who's worthy of that change. Right. And then Otherwise, it's the baby steps. You can't do it all it at is, once because you'll fail. Yeah. You just will. So it's one yeah. step at a time. Yeah. And and so that kind of goes back to what we've talked about before, the difference between therapy and coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not touch this subject with a 10-foot pole if a client came to me who had not addressed this with a therapist of some sort. No. This is next um, steps. You this is totally yeah. next step. Yeah. Next step, it's if you're dealing with something traumatic that you need to radically accept, you need to have worked through that process to get to your baseline. Yeah, you have to process it all first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have and to then, be ready. You have to be right, ready. And to yeah. be ready. And then that's what you said, where the coaching then comes in, where your example is prime with that. She's processed what she's you know, mm-hmm. did to herself what she lived through, what caused yeah. what it cost yeah. her children. But now how do you move forward? Right. And a lot of times, unfortunately, that's where therapy stops. Um you have to figure that out. And so that's where a coach will become your your guide and your partner to get you moving forward in yeah. the direction that you want yeah. to go. Yeah. It's the next branch on the tree. Yes. It's where are you swinging from? And um it's just more tools in your pocket. Yeah. But- so that is my very much nutshell explanation of um, radical acceptance. Um, I did come f- by um, when I was on Tara Brock's website. She has an acronym called um, RAIN, R-A-I-M. Mm-hmm. And from radical acceptance, there's radical compassion, the practice of radical compassion. So as you're going through this, you have to remember to be compassionate to yourself. Um, and we'll put this in the show notes because I think the link is just really, um, interesting and, 
um, helpful, but the acronym stands for recognize what is happening, allow the experience to be there just as it is, mm-hmm. investigate with interest and care, and nurture with self-compassion. So as you're going through this, RAIN, R-A-I-N. Recognize, allow, investigate, and and nurture. nurture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where coaching can come in, you know, because we are more nurturing than therapists. Therapists will probably... um, they're going to poke a stick at you to get the information out. Whereas with coaching, we're given the um, the green light to be more um, soft, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, sometimes soft. Yeah. But also, I mean, every we all have our different styles, but I think sometimes you have to come in with the no BS too because – Oh, for sure. You can't come in with, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You freaking know, dude. No. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've also encountered with with a potential client. Like, oh, um, yeah. okay. Well, when you know. <laughs> right. How back. do we pull this out? Because it's I mean, there. and honestly, that's where, you know, therapy is more, well, I'm going to help you figure out what you know. And then when you know, go to a coach. Because, mm-hmm. yes, we're going to play hardball because you do know it's in there somewhere. And in coaching, but, the goal is to move forward. So if you're yeah, you've I hired know me and you're not yeah. trying to move forward, yeah. then you're not going to be successful. Yeah. You've hired me to get from point A to point B. Yeah. I'm, and by soft, I guess I mean, um, I don't have to dig around anymore. You tell me what I need to know to help understand right. where you're coming from. But I don't have to hold you down and do intense therapy. I'm not going to make you relive your EMDR session. I'm not, you tell me enough that you're, helps me understand where you need to go. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to hold you accountable. Right. You said you wanted to be here. I might make you squirm. We become taskmasters at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We've, we've done it for each other. Yeah. Um, you know, Sometimes the conversations are the exact same they were the last session, and but until you know <laughs> it clicks, take we, the baby step. Just take exactly, the baby step. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we have to be careful with that too, and I know we do this to ourselves sometimes. We're of overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make all these changes at once, and guess what? I didn't do one single one because it was too much. It's so, overwhelming. Again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you started step one. And step one is, where are you right now today? What are you willing to accept? And then how do we take steps to build upon that so that you feel this absolute sense of freedom? Because we all deserve that. We deserve a life of no suffering. There's minimal suffering. Minimal and what, yes. It's going to happen. <laughs> and that's, you know, what the, the Buddhists know and practice is that suffering occurs. It's everywhere. But don't contribute to it. Don't contribute. Don't put yourself through it. Don't put somebody else through it. We we release ants out into the wild. Although I will tell you, a, a, it's, it's kind of funny, but kind of horrifying. <laughs> we had a, because I'm raising Easton to be of a, a Buddhist nature. 
kind and loving. And so we had a, a ladybug crawling around um, the windowsill. And he was just fascinated. And he had it crawling on his little finger. And, you know, it's a lady, so it's a girl. And okay. I don't know, we're also trying to get past his innate sexist. BS. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> so he came out of the bathroom with a bottle of perfume. Um, so he wanted to make this ladybug pretty and he doused oh. this poor thing and of course killed oh, it. No. Oh. He was devastated. I just wanted to make her pretty. Oh no. <laughs> Hard lessons, honey. Hard lessons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you just poisoned it, my friend. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ladybugs don't like perfume. No. <laughs> but anyway, that was a off topic, but yeah, but kind of kind of a funny little anecdote there for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and sometimes, I mean, well, maybe it kind of goes with you can't help perpetrating um, the suffering on some level. And that's, that's true. I mean, it happens. It's going to happen. You're going to hurt say. a feeling. You're going to step on a toe. You're going to, in some way, cause. Things happen. Suffering and some pain suffering in somebody's some pain, life. Yeah. Whether you're in a bad mood, um, you rear-ended somebody. I, I don't know. It happens. Yeah. But the point is to breathe, be in the moment, and move past it. So, And that is radical acceptance. That is radical acceptance. One of the many uh, industry jargons that we will uh, define and debunk as we move along. There we go. Yeah. Well, very good, Miss Bonnie. I think yeah. we are ready to conclude for today. Yes, yes. Good session. Um, I'm going to put into the show notes Tara Brock's information, her website, also this this acronym of RAIN. Um, and I'm also going to put in a little more information on Marsha Linehan and um, behavioral therapy. Really good articles. Really, really good websites that you can glean some information if this is a path you think you want to take. Yeah. So if you're yeah. ready to dig into radical acceptance, mm-hmm. give Miss Bonnie a call. Absolutely. I am here for you. Yeah. All, all right. right. Thank you all for being here with us again this week and sharing this experience with us. Until and next time. Until next week. All right. Thank you, Ramy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Bonnie. Join us every Thursday for more conversations on life, work, and love. And when you're ready to find your own voice and your own path towards a well-lived life, we'd love to be your coaches. Reach out to us through our websites. You'll find me, Ramey, at renovatedrealities.com. And you'll find me, Bonnie, at bonnieblackstone.com. Thanks for joining us. If you have enjoyed today's episode... Be sure to review, rate, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts.